BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm glad we've reached the Latavius Murray portion of the segment, right. which seems to pop well, up. Well, it's, like, it's the old, it's the old um, uh, in baseball, there used to be the Mendoza line. Yes. Right? Which is... Uh, Latavius you, line. Right. There's a Latavius line. Right. It feels like that's kind of like it's... He is just, very much the dividing line. Yeah, the and dividing line. has been for a few years. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just like you just sort of know that's like the, the lowest you want to go before it's just like, oh, yes. boy. You never want to go full Latavius. You never want to go, go full Latavius. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside a crowded desk today. Matthew Berry, Jay Croucher, and of course, it's Wednesday. Lawrence is with us as well. Lawrence Jackson in the house. Fellas, how we doing? Lawrence, how are you doing? Good, man. Good to have you, you know, back in the fold. Wednesday, baby. We, feel, we all feeling like money today. And we ready to win some this week it's on Money Line Jackson for yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. more change. Like, kind of <laughs> lose change. But, yeah, money. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look. Quarters. Hey, yeah. Lo- as long as it's better than zero, you know. Right. Hey, you see that dime or that quarter on the ground, you best pick it up. That's right. I, 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 I in fact, don't wiggle, wiggle. I do <laughs> jiggle, jiggle. That's right. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, so that throws me back to that Commanders win last year where you did all the jiggling yes. on set With after the, the glasses and stuff. Yep. That's actually one of the most terrifying moments. Of I don't think US I've television. ever looked. I mean, like, I'm old. But I don't think I've ever looked looked older than I did in that moment <laughs> where I looked. I went yes. back and looked at it and it was like, we're trying to do a Kirk Cousins thing, but I'm in the hat and it's just in the big glasses and it, it just kind of it didn't work. So yes. not you done with that look. I'm done with that look, yeah. It's like a we slot should, machine player. I'm stuck with this look, yeah. sadly. There's, it is what it is. It wasn't even your worst look of the season because you did the ref outfit, but the ref outfit was like a small on oh, you. Oh, yeah. It was like well, a t- no. So it was like a Milan uh, Armani <laughs> kind of No, well, that, was the pre- that was before I got into the show, and we found me a better But I, <laughs> I went to whatever. I went to you know local sporting goods store, and all they had was this this, like, I don't know, it was like a V-cut and like, you know, yeah. Yeah. A, a lot going on. Show a little chest. I saw the photos. I have the photos. We'll, <laughs> run, we'll, we'll run them. We'll roll them. We'll run them. Point. Probably tomorrow. Um, yeah, we'll run I'm back. sure. Good, yeah. great. We've had that. We had Dracula on draft night. We don't even that know why. Strange. The Dracula thing was strange. Yes. I don't know why that happened. Yeah, yeah. that one existed That was as part well. of the Kentucky Derby <laughs> thing. It was a lot going on. Again. Again. Horses, though, not vampires. But I don't know. I can't I can't explain it. A lot going on, and it's Wednesday. We have a lot going on. We're going to tell you about the injuries we're keeping an eye on throughout the week. We'll see who's eating good. Good as well with a lot of different players finally heating up that we've been waiting on. Keep it open or close it out here at the Happy Hour Bar. What players we are starting or what players it's time to finally sit. And how about Roto Pat drinking free today? Because yep. Roto Pat won the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Guillotine League that yep. I've been out of for about 18 weeks now. Right. By the way. Well, but you know, at least you went out. On a, uh, you went out. 
in a in a blaze of glory. Yeah, and we right. fourth. Yeah, right. something yes. like that. Like it, it, it could be worse. You could have gone out like me when stupid Denny Carter, you know, <laughs> talked me into Deontay Johnson. I didn't want to, and I would have I would have survived. I was like I think I was like fourth or fifth left. Um, you could have gone out like Pete, backup producer Pete. Spent no money. Spent no money to at be all. Fair, I didn't either. Right, yeah. right. But you, it was early on. Right. Pete had was saving all this money for a rainy day, and it then turns out like you know <laughs> he's done. He died. <laughs> he's dead. Got he made it to the next day. You, you can't take and it with no you. No survivors. Yeah, yeah you, yeah. you can't no take survivors. it with you. But Pete, Pete tried to take it with him. That was dumb. And then it got down to two people. It was two people. It was Roto Pat and Lawrence Jackson. Yeah, yeah. And we started with eighteen. And we got down to two, uh, Roto Pat and Lawrence Jackson. And what happened, Lawrence? I'll tell you what happened. Pat, he just feasted on all the odd teams. I was in that final that I had plans on winning, seeing it. Because if I win this league, it pretty much cancels out the fact that I'm dead last by far in our show league. Correct. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Win the guillotine league. Got the best team all year. I go in there against Roto Pat and week 13 with five players that I actually drafted. Pat's beating me with y'all teams. So This is true. Pat's Thank name you. was in he, he outbid me by one stupid dollar for Christian McCaffrey, which drives me crazy. And that's, that's – that people are like, what the hell is a guillotine league? Guillotine league, basically, you draft at the beginning of the season, 18 people if you need to. You can have less. You start your lineup as normal every single week, and every single week the lowest scoring team in the league gets cut, and all the players on that – person's team get put back in the in the waiver pool so like again it's like it's week seven and you're bidding on Chris McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes and like it's just it's sort of crazy and so um yeah uh Rotopat was near death many many times but ultimately all he had all you got to do is beat one person person, and if you could get one or two better players every week you don't have to outrun everyone you just have to you don't have to outrun the bear you just have to outrun (laughs) one other guy yes right uh, it's a fantastic format. And two it quick is. things. One, my favorite, my highlight of this guillotine season was you bidding $425 for Puka Nakua from the next highest yes. bid was 60 And then yes. you're on your way after that. <laughs> and then secondly, <laughs> my favorite thing, because so I came third, uh, right. and I hung around. I didn't have a very good team, but I survived. But then after you die, you can't, like, see the league, and all you can see is you can view the corpse of your team and that is the term uh, in guillotine yeah. the yeah, but yeah. here's the funny thing is that so my team's name is Naomi Watts I just feel <laughs> stupid because she's Australian she well, is she, Australian well, she's, actually, she's an Australian superstar much like yourself yeah well she's actually she's born in England but we're claiming her as Australian because she grew up there but anyway so because my team name is Naomi Watts click a button to say view Naomi Watts's corpse <laughs> right like, that's very strange <laughs> that's <laughs> the browser history and, yeah. and yeah, we do not want that to happen no, because no, no, we, we are, Naomi we are, Watts we are a pro Naomi Watts show always have been uh, anyway, that's a long way of saying congratulations to Rotopat. <laughs> yeah, great job, Rotopat. You won the guillotine. We, we did, yeah, we, we spent 10 minutes talking, and we didn't mention it all. Anyway, Rotopat, great job. Uh, congratulate him at Rotopat as well. A lot of fun. Well done uh, by you, sir. And um, he, he drinks free today. And with that, we jump into the Roto World Player News. For all your player news, go to NBCSports.com. And let's get right into the injuries we're tracking because they're very impactful ones. Trevor Lawrence, we saw that brutal injury. He'll be out with the ankle. Dorian Thompson-Robinson has been in concussion protocol. Derek Carr with the concussion and the rib injury. That's the same thing for Amari Cooper. He had the rib injury. He's also in concussion protocol. Both Seahawks running backs are down right now. We'll keep our eyes on their status as well. Ramondre Stevenson, he's not going to play on Thursday Night Football with that ankle injury. Deontay Foreman with an ankle. Christian Watson with a hamstring that Coach LaFleur has been a little vague on early in the week. 
uh, and then Pop Douglas as well. He has not practiced this week, Matthew, which would be a big deal for Thursday Night Football with the status of the Patriots quarterback situation. And speaking of the status of that quarterback situation, we got to hear from Bailey Zappi on if he's playing, if he knows he's playing, and what will ultimately go down on the short week against the Steelers. Coaches, you know, made it pretty clear, um, but I'll let him, you know, announce it to everybody. That's, you know, private right now, and whenever he announces it, that's that's with him. It's your first start of the season. How much did the opportunity mean to you, especially given, you know, with, you know, not being here on cut day, cut down day? Yeah, I mean, it was, you know, it's been a long ride, of course. Um, so to be out there um, was an amazing opportunity. You know, we didn't get the, you know, the result that we wanted, so hopefully we can you know, learn from it, grow from it, and going into Thursday, do everything we can to, you know, do everything I can to put the team in the best possible situation, you know, to win the game. I feel like robot yeah. of a Patriots quarterback and Billy Zappi. He just, is. He's to, learned the Patriot way when it comes to dealing with the press. Yeah, I just want to point out that the two sponsors next to the Patriots logos uh, with Bailey Zappi there. One, uh, the exfoliating bar from Gillette for a season that needs exfoliation, and then uh, Waste Innovations, which is also very fitting for the Patriots season. Right. It's a complete mess. Uh, yeah, it's 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 been a tough year. Tough year. For do ba- do Bailey Zappi and Matt Jones favor each other, or am I tripping? Like they don't. Kind of look alike. They look exactly the same, and they play exactly the same, which yeah. is badly. Billy Zappi has the, <laughs> the military cut, and, yeah, he, and yeah, Matt he, Jones' he, version of that. Yeah. Right, that's yeah, the difference. Yeah. Literally, yeah. that's the difference. Yeah, yeah that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. But I like what he said. You know, I, I, I like that's the kind of press. Every single show, I give a similar press conference. I'm, you know, we didn't get the result we wanted today, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going to learn from it. You know, work on it. You know, watch the tape, try to get better. You know, it means a lot to you to be here. It means a lot for me you to be here. here at the beginning. I'm, like, I'm thrilled for the opportunity. It's been a wild ride. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> You'd be like, next time we'll score next at least time, a point. At least we'll score a point. I, right. Honestly, we were talking about this on the show call beforehand, and um, the over-under on Thursday night is 30 points. Yeah. And, like, like we, think, think we, think, yeah. we think the way – well, how do those teams get to 30 points between Mitch Trubisky and Bailey Zappi? And it's, it's defensive touchdowns. Yeah, it's we, DJ Watt. Yeah, exactly. Definitely. Because yeah. yeah. both defenses are definitely serviceable in middle of the pack there. So – it will be a, a defensive touchdown. Don't know by who yet, though. Yeah, it's a Wednesday on the injury, so we'll we'll kind of track all that. The Charbonnet and Ken Walker both being banged up is a little. That one's the, a little bit of an eye raiser to me. DJ Dallas time might be. Yeah, I After mean, might he be. completely ruined the final play of the game to cost them against uh, the Cowboys, who's he's, he's named after. But that that is a strange one because Charbonnet left the game and. Uh, it was banged up, and then uh, Ken Walker's injury seems relatively serious. Well, let's yep. jump right into the Seattle offense then with who's eating good, served by Applebee's, because we're starting with Geno Smith here, guys, because right now Geno Smith coming off a monster performance on Thursday Night Football against we're aware. the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're aware. Yeah, yeah we were here, you know. Great transition from Connor. Thank you. Right. Very good transition from Connor. Yes, we're very aware that Geno Smith had a great, great game last week, despite he, the fact that we did not think he would. Now, he, to be fair, we recommended won. Gardner Minshew. It was who fine. was fantastic. Right. Yeah. And, oh, by the way, Kira won. Just yeah. so you right. know, she won going away. So, Kira has no bitch. Uh, you know, she can't complain anymore. That's all that mattered in. <laughs> exactly. And Thank you very much. You, if you just... Well said. Did, we <laughs> give you, did we give you enough advice to win? You won the matchup. Yes. Bingo, bango. Done yes. and done. Doesn't, details yeah, don't matter. Uh, yeah. Semantics. Uh, just leave yeah. that whole Gino thing to the side, except for right now. That right now is that he was going to QB1. So, the question is, Lawrence, with Gino, <laughs> I'm not asking you, is he going to finish QB1 again against the Niners? Because that's utterly ridiculous. But can he remain a starting quarterback for people that probably need one in a week that could decide if you're in the playoffs or not? 
Well, I'll say this. You definitely love what you've seen out of him versus the Cowboys. They have a, a, an elite defense. You, you got San Francisco now. You got them coming up, and they allow the second fewest points to uh, to quarterbacks in fantasy. But we just looked at those running backs and what they're going through. Um, if they don't have either Kenneth Walker or Zach Charbonnet, and we get the DJ Dallas show, we may see some more throwing. We saw Jalen Hurts. You know, even though the Eagles got bullied in that game, you saw Hurts have a, a good fantasy day because he was able to throw the ball, get those points in, in garbage time. So you could see that from uh, Geno Smith. And then the week after that, they have the Eagles who just got lit up by the Niners. So there's some hope there. You would like better options, for, but for this week, I actually kind of like them. Yeah, you know what? I agree. I agree with Lawrence, right? I mean, so opponents against San Francisco uh, pass – at the second highest rate in the NFL. And so, to your point, like, I mean, Eagles were getting their butts kicked, and yet still Jalen Hurts was able to put up points here. And so Geno Smith, as a 10.5-point underdog, as we sit here on Wednesday, is probably going to have to throw, especially as if Lawrence mentions the running game isn't there, whether it's banged up or just ineffective against the Niners. Geno's going to have to throw. He's had at least 35 dropbacks in four straight games. In the six games this year in which he's had at least 36 pass attempts, He's averaging 19.6 fantasy points per game. So I'm QB 13. I'm as a borderline QB 1, QB 2, sort of right there in that range. Low-end QB 1, high-end QB 2, depending on your options. But I think Lawrence and I are on the same page here in terms of, like, usable this week. You might see San Francisco and be like, oh, boy. But, like, we think usable. Yeah, and I think the thing with San Francisco is they're not afraid to play with their food sometimes a little bit. I think back to the game they had against the Raiders at the end of last season where Jarrett Stidham just lit them up. Yeah. And they were so up for that game against Philadelphia. They got Debo Samuel returning kicks. They're all dressed in black for the game. Like, no that sad. was their game. And so there is a potential letdown factor there. And then the other thing with Geno is that, like, people are a little worried about the Cowboys' defense after that game on Thursday against the Seahawks. I don't think the Cowboys have a bad defense. I think Geno just played a 10 out of 10 game. That's the yeah. best game he has yeah, ever played. Much. He was magnificent. And the big thing to me there is that the emergence of JSN completely changes that offense. Because now so few teams in the NFL have three above average wide receivers, and that's what Geno Smith has to work with now. That's the key, Jay, is that JSN is such a threat underneath. We yep. saw it open up over the top for yep. DK Metcalf. Right. And if you're wondering about Tyler Lockett, we are going to talk about him today on Keep It Open or Close It Out. So stick with us there. We move yeah. to our next player. They've also had, by the way, Seahawks, they play the Thursday night game. They've had 10 days yep. to right. prepare for the this game. Advantage. They definitely yep. need every bit of that rest right now, yep. that roster. That line. Uh, yeah. That spread has gone down from nine is twelve and a half to nine is ten and a half. So some momentum. I think the Seahawks. I mean, this is season on the line stuff for them. They need to win one of these next two games against San Francisco or Philadelphia, or they're pretty much done. It's going to be a better game than what people think. Yep. Still, would take the Niners to win, but it's going to be better for the, the reasons matchup. you mentioned. Right. For the reasons you mentioned, they was really up for that Philly game. It's, it's going to come down to it. Last thing on this too is that you're worried about. The Niners' elite pass rush against Seattle's O-line, and they always destroy the Seattle O-line. Uh, Geno against the Cowboys, he wasn't kept clean at all. No, he was mm -hmm. pressured on 54% right. of his dropbacks, which is completely insane. Jake Browning was pressured on 27% of his in the game against the Jags. And the reason I know this is because Micah Parsons tweeted it out. That Geno <laughs> was pressured on <laughs> Well, he ended the game yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so Micah said, I didn't have any sacks in the game, guys, but I just want you to know that Geno was completely <laughs> ridiculous. And it's not my fault. Still consider me for Defensive Player of the Year. Our next player here, Devon A. Chan against the Titans. He comes in, Barry, for you as a top 10 play this week. RB8 for A. Chan. And we talked earlier in the week how his production last week, he had the two touchdowns. Yep. It felt like a lot of his snaps were when the Dolphins were playing with a lead in the second half. 
but that's what they often do anyway. I mean, that's the point, right? I mean, they're almost two touchdown favorites over the Titans this week. Uh, you know, and, and so when they're up big, like, they, they keep crushing, right? I mean, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's 13. They're 13-point they're, they're favorites as well. Uh, he's had four games this year, which he's seen 10 touches. And certainly given that he's fully healthy and they're gonna they're favored big, he should see at least 10 touches against the Titans. Okay, well in every game this year where he's seen at least 10 touches, there's four of them, he's scored at least 21 fantasy points. He's gotten at least three red zone touches in every one of those games. He has at least a 14% target share in all those games. So the red zone work, the fact that we expect uh, the, the Miami Dolphins to score quite a bit in this game as well, uh, it's a Monday night game. It's one of the two Monday night games, so you'll you'll see that there as well. But um, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I just I don't know that the only argument against Achan is injury concern that he leaves the game early. But clearly, the usage he got last week in the second half and the blowout win against the Commanders shows you he's fully healthy as well. And so you got to start Devon Achan. Like I have both him and Mostert inside my top twenty, but. I prefer Achan just in terms of the explosiveness. Yeah. He's fresher. He looks he looks more explosive than Mostert as well. It seems like he has a better nose for the end zone, as insane as that is, because Mostert yeah. seems to get in. He's my running back eight this week. Yeah, he's inside my top ten as well, and Raheem Mostert inside my top 20. Um, Mostert did uh, lead the first half. He had 12 touches, and uh, Achan got had five before uh, Achan went on his long run. Like, he had 11 carries. In the fourth quarter, eighth came on the last drive. He was coming back from the injury. I think they wanted to see, like, hey, is he really back back? So he had 21 touches. That's the most he's had in the game since week three when he ran for over 200 yards. But like you said, if, ha- if they have a split, if they split the touches down the middle, I want Devon Achan because he's the one we know could take it any play. Yep. Yeah. So a couple things. One. He's still fast, that's clear. He is healthy. And yes, he seems to be a bit more of an injury risk than your average running back, but everyone's an injury risk. We are all injury risks. You cannot control for that. And then secondly, the bigger thing I think, uh, particularly relevant for this game, where as you mentioned, Matthew, uh, the Dolphins are 13-point favorites, they weren't resting Achan down the stretch with a big lead. They were resting Mostert, because Mostert is the guy who I think is the real injury risk because he gets hurt every single year. And I think that Achan particularly because he's missed time. I think they want to get him involved in the yes. rhythm of the offense. And look, it's a good Titans run defense, but it's, uh, it's not your older brother's Titans yeah. run defense. It's They're not the have, unit it was yeah, a couple They'll of have ago. way too many opportunities to score. That's why it doesn't matter if the Titans have a run defense, yep. right? Because they'll get down there uh, inside the 10, and they have no problems running the football with either one of these guys. We've talked yeah. about this with adequate defenses that have young, struggling quarterbacks. They're just on the field so much yep. that eventually the floodgates are going to open in the second half, and yep. that could happen to Tennessee just off of fatigue. Right. So, right. Our last player here, Jamar Chase against the Colts. He comes in as a top-10 play for Barry this week, Jay. Wide receiver eight. Yeah. Good news that we saw without Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase can still be a viable wide receiver one with how precise Jake Browning was. Yep. I think the key with Chase is the type of receiver he is. We think of him as, you know, a deep ball, explosive threat. But Jamal Chase, to break off 70 yarders, he doesn't need to catch it 40 yards down the field. Jake Browning's average depth of target was four and a half yards against the Jags, and Chase still had basically a 10 out of 10 game. Now, there was supposed to be weather in Cincinnati on Sunday. That's all gone. That's all cleared up in the past 24 hours. Now, uh, not much wind, not much rain expected in Cincinnati. So... I think, I mean, look, it's Jamar Chase. He's a locked-in 
wide receiver one uh, every week. They made a point of getting him the ball, to your point, of like, because, you know, you're seeing right there, you see the big, long touchdown here, which was amazing. He's got that ability. But the fact that five of his 11 receptions in week 13 were behind the line of scrimmage. Again, they're like, just get the ball in our playmaker's hands and let him do some damage. It's Again, it's not tough. Get the ball in your best player's hands, whether it's Jamar Chase or Josie. The Josie Right, the Josie factor, exactly. So he's now had 80 or more receiving yards in back-to-back games with Jake Browning. 29% target share with Browning under center as well. T. Higgins is back, yes, but this offense starts and ends with Jamar Chase. So going against the Colts, he's my wide receiver eight this week, locked in as a wide receiver one. Doesn't matter who's getting to the ball. And, you know, give credit where credit's due. Jake Browning looked good on Monday night. Yeah, and he wasn't just a yak merchant either. Even though it was, like, he was making very pristine throws. This ain't his first time playing in big games. Like, dude was in the college football playoffs. Like, and some people, like, you you might know more about The anti-Florida State. You know, some people might feel, Connor, that he did himself an injustice by staying for his senior year because of how he balled out so early. So, he came in mid-game versus the Ravens, we still got a touchdown out of Jamar Chase. So he scored two out of the three times yep. that he's had him. So I, I would be starting Jamar Chase and really feeling very little difference at this point than if it was with Joe Burrow. Yep. So, Connor, I'm interested for your thoughts on Browning and how he does under pressure in particular because the Jags have no pass rush outside of Josh Allen. Uh, they would if they had Aiden Hutchinson instead of Trayvon Walker, but they don't. So they don't <laughs> have a pass rush. Like I said before, 27% of his dropbacks are pressure. That is very low. Now, he really struggled under pressure against the Steelers and the Ravens, who have much better pass rushes. The Indianapolis Colts don't know how it's happened, but they have a good pass rush all of a sudden. Ebicam's had a great year. DeForest Buckner, Quiddy Pay. Do you think that he's going to struggle under more pressure? I think what we saw on primetime was a little bit of a, a stretch. Like, that's yeah. not going to be the typical Jake Browning game in fantasy. But on the flip side of it, what we saw from Zach Taylor was a conscious effort for the quick game, a yeah. lot of one-read throws, a lot of guys schemed open with space, and also we saw some heavy fronts as well where they added extra guys to protection because they know the limitations, Jay. We saw an extra guy in the line of scrimmage, yeah. or two extra guys in the line of scrimmage. So I think it's the fact that I believe in the coaching to supplement Jake Browning that sure. makes you feel good about the offense. And, and they made sure to stick with the run game too. We saw Joe Mixon have himself a big fantasy day there too. I agree. This holiday season, get the fantasy. <laughs> oh, what do we, you know, yeah. Connor wants more. Well, yeah, yeah, more. Yeah, we can talk about Jake Browning's career. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's who's eating good. Exactly. I just, look, I still feel bad. I feel bad for NC State. Uh, Florida State, not NC State. And I NC feel State. bad for NC State, too. I feel bad for they NC State. They should have been more considered for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Florida State. I feel bad for Florida State. This holiday that? season, get the fantasy fan in your life, the exclusive Roto World Draft Guide Bundle featuring expert analytics, player insights, and season-long tools. Get all three of the draft guides for one low price. Go to NBCSports.com slash Holiday Bundle and use code HOLIDAY23 at checkout to receive 25% off and $10 Fanatics gift card. Matthew, you're you're chopping at the bit here. I'm just saying this is no Berry code. There's no no J10, no Power 5. It's HOLIDAY23 is the code. That's right. It's outrageous. We're taking a break. When we're back, keep it open. Close it out. Talking Brees Hall, Gus Edwards, and Tyler Lockett, and many more. Get my agent on the phone. (laughs) Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I think that more than anything else, um, you know, I got to play cleaner. We all got to be better, but I got to play cleaner. And then I think the biggest thing is, is, you know, like you said, you know, remaining neutral. There's a lot more ball left. You know, there's a lot more to do. At the top of the segment, and that's where we start here, fellas. Russell Wait. Wilson's got the Chargers. Was anyone else bummed that he didn't he didn't end it with a let's ride? He's really yeah. Sean Payton is completely deprogrammed. Yeah, just I mean, come on, I, you know, like we made fun of it, but I kind of miss it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted him to be like, get a lot of football left to play. Let's ride, Broncos yeah, country. They, let's they ride. Also, it's all they also gone. coming off a loss too, so you know they got they get this win versus Chargers, then he'll he'll be doing it again. I will say this, I get it. Russell's a little cornball. Right, you know, and he signed the big contract and he was bad last year and the whole thing and, you know, more bathrooms in his house than touchdown passes. I get all that. I kind of like Russell Wilson. I like, I've met him once. I thought he was a legitimately nice dude when I did meet him. I haven't heard anything bad about him as a person, you know what I mean? Like, by all accounts, he's a good teammate. Like, he's a good I don't know. It's just like, a little well, weird. Well, just, that's yeah. the thing. Who, Pete, we, we don't actually know him. We don't. So for people to, like... I'm just it different. Like, why would I? Why would anybody just dislike the man because he say he Mister Unlimited? Right. Not something I do. Right. But hey, do I, you? I like that with the Russell songs. It just seems like he's humbled. Yeah, he's a little humbled bit. by last yeah. year. And there's no, yeah, there's no garbage this year. There's no self-inflation or anything. He's just going out doing his job, playing quarterback at a very solid level. For sure. Yeah. Good for you, Russ. Where's your? Yeah, I, I miss your sweatshirt with a picture of somebody that looks. <laughs> yeah. About twenty percent of Russell Wilson. I, I think I've, that sweatshirt jinxed them last game because yes. they had every chance to win that game. Oh, yeah, it like a voodoo doll. Yeah, they really should have won that game. They should be seven and five on what a six-game winning streak at that point. But uh, now he has a very favorable matchup, Connor, against the Chargers. He does against the Chargers. And the thing with Russ this year, Jay, is that he's been running again. And yeah, he's not airing the ball out. They're not letting him air the ball out. But that running at times, has made an effective fantasy quarterback this year. Well, this is the thing that made him so special in Seattle. It was, one, the ability to throw the deep ball, and two, just the ability to take off and just just break the spirit of defenses the way Mahomes and Allen do now, where it's like you've got these guys dead to rights on third and ten, and then Russ takes off. So he's doing a bit more of that. He's making some amazing touchdown throws. Yeah, that one, think of the Cortland Sutton one against the Bills. Uh, And now he goes against the Chargers defense, where... 
I haven't looked at the numbers on this, but I would make the case that the Chargers defense is the worst defense in NFL history to shut a team out, uh, as they did last week against the Patriots. So a very favorable matchup for Russ this weekend against a suspect Chargers pass there that's still missing Joey Bosa. Uh, yeah, dear. I mean, you see it right there. He's at the top of my second. I have a QB 11 this week. So uh, as a top 12 play, as a QB, as a low-end QB one, to your point about the matchup with the Chargers, LA has allowed the fifth most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks this season, and it's a, you know, Brandon Staley's another guy. We were talking in the break about co- which coaches in the NFL have gotten the less out of the most amount of talent, and um, Staley's on the list. He's and, had a below-average defense every single year at the Chargers, and it's not like that team is devoid of talent, and it's not like he hasn't had time to build the defense if he didn't like the talent. It's, um, yeah, exactly. Brandon Staley for Ron Rivera, who says no. America. Anyway, <laughs> the fact is, to your point about Russell Wilson, uh, the, the legs have started to get going. At least 30 rushing yards in four of the past five games. He's now scored a rushing touchdown in back-to-back games as well. Oh, and it's weird. You know, for years in Seattle, it was always, let Russ cook. And they wouldn't. And But, by the way, on keeping – this isn't the right phrasing of it, but, like, in keeping him in check somewhat or a leash and not letting Russ cook, yes. he was very efficient, very effective, and the Seahawks won a lot of games, including a Super Bowl. So now – Last year in, in uh, Denver, Nathaniel Hackett sort of lets him cook and didn't go great. No. But what Sean Payton has done is, once again, said, I'm going to rein it back. It's gonna, we're going to try to be highly – we're going to pick our spots. But, by the way, when they pick their spots, again, highly efficient. They're starting to run the ball they, um, uh, you know, with, with Russell Wilson. And so, yeah, in a matchup with the Chargers, again, like he's more – to me, Russell Wilson is more of a floor play than an upside play. Right. But – I think he's a top 12 guy this week. Yeah, very simple. Jay, you mentioned they might, the Chargers might be the uh, worst defense, whatever, the second worst uh, pass defense in football. So that helps to their passing game. If you just look at some of the recent quarterbacks they went against, Lamar was only quarterback 14 against them, but Jordan Love, QB9, Goff was QB8. The two games before that, they had the great fortune of playing against Zach Wilson and Tyson Bajan. We're not even going to count. Bailey Zappi in the Patriots offense there. So just seeing like these quarterbacks have success against the uh, Chargers. So I'm keeping it open as well. Even with games against Bailey Zappi and Tyson Bagent, they've given up the fifth most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. That's what like, makes I mean, that's it crazy. Thing. Right, yeah. And Russ in his own right, he's been quarterback 13 the past four weeks because of rushing for 44 last week. He'll throw the touchdown pass uh, here and there. So even in his own right, like, you like him as a borderline quarterback this when is, play. This is the problem with, like, just team defensive rankings is that it's just very hard in your mind to adjust for opponent. Like, the Jags had an elite statistical defense going into the Bengals game. They haven't done it against anyone. Like, the one time they played a really good offense, San Francisco completely lit them up. And so I think with the Chargers as well, statistically they might look somewhat okay in some measures, but they're not very good. And right. I think Russ will, will light them up. All right, so to keep it open on Russ, our yes. next one here, Brees Hall, he comes oh, in. Oh, yeah, I'm keeping it open. Sorry, I forgot that was the premise of the yes. Sorry, yeah, I'm keeping it open. Yeah. Our next one, Brees Hall. It's been a tough go for Brees Hall. This team cannot run the football. But at the same time here, Lawrence, for Brees, with the bad quarterback play the Jets have gotten, he's been able to get a lot of uh, check down passes. Which is Brett Rippin's coming to save the day. Yes. Brett, and Brett Rippin is coming to save yeah. the day. He's on the active Who's starting roster. for quarterback of the Jets this, this Sunday? Feels like reluctant Zach Wilson is starting for the Jets. Which reluctant. is probably... We'll probably find out at some point of the show. Probably, like. probably their best option. But yeah, ain't been going good for uh, Brees Hall. He's averaged 28 rushing yards the past seven games. Like, that's crazy. Now going against Houston... 
who's uh, the ninth best run defense. Brees Hall was ranked uh, RB21 last week against Atlanta's 15th ranked rush defense. So I do have him at running back 21 this week, uh, but keeping it open because he's averaged six catches the past three games. Like, that's literally how the Jets is moving the football yep. right now is throwing it to Brees Hall in the in the flat. So I'll keep it open, and you just got to, you know, hope for the best. I got to start him in some leagues myself. He's in my flex spot, and that's pretty much what he is right now. Yeah, I, I think just the volume of work. I'm going to keep it open on Brees Hall reluctantly, but I think the positives here are his passing game usage, right? Again, they can't, because of whether it's Tim Boyle or Trevor Simeon and maybe back to Zach Wilson, like they're not throwing the ball deep, and especially the last couple of weeks they just haven't, right? And so because they don't have anyone other than Garrett Wilson, and so when yeah. you double Garrett Wilson, you're just sort of like, okay, Tyler Conklin, is he out there somewhere or whatever? I mean, you know, and Jeremy Ruckert, like – the fact is, is that Brees Hall has at least five receptions in three straight games. He's had a 20% target share in each one of those games. And this Texans defense, that is an area to attack. They've allowed at least five receptions to running backs in back-to-back games. And so just Brees Hall's talent, his involvement in the passing game gives him a floor there. He's always a threat to break a long one as well. I'm at running back 20. Not great. Uh, you know, only two teams on a bye, basically. Brian Robinson and James Conner in terms of running backs that are out this week. But... I'm keeping it open, reluctantly keeping it open. Much like Zach Wilson, and starting this week, I'm reluctantly keeping it open on Brees Hall. There's the conventional wisdom there, Connor, that Zach kind of made a comment to a teammate, like, I'm not coming back to this team uh, because I'll just get hurt behind this line or whatever, and then it kind of just took on a life. Like a a game of telephone. It's kind of what it feels like. But I think the thing is with with Brees Hall. By the way, it could also just, sorry to interrupt you for a second, but that also could have been, like, not to, like, I just think Zach Wilson who has not played well in his NFL career. But I think he's gotten a bad rap. I mean, I think he, he hasn't been surrounded by weapons. He hasn't been helped by his coaching staff. He hasn't been helped by the media or his teammates. Uh, I think he's been put into some tough situations, whether it was, um, you know, as a, as a rookie in New York with literally no one around him. And then, oh, by the way, here comes Aaron Rodgers, our savior. And that's gone. And that, that's gone, you know, and a team is built. The, uh, everything is built towards Aaron Rodgers and what he does well. And then all of a sudden here, Aaron uh, Zach Wilson, you got to take over Aaron Rodgers' team, the coaching staff, the, the perimeter players. Like, if Zach Wilson had a choice, I bet you he's not picking up, he's not taking Randall Cobb and Alan Lazard. I, I'm just, I feel bad for Zach Wilson. Um, and I wonder if his take was just to, to go to that comment, I wonder if it was sort of like, I'm not coming back here. Meaning, like, yeah. he's like, he knows that, like, at the end of the season, maybe the, Jet, the Jets are going to move on from him or he's going to move on from the Jets or whatever. Fresh start somewhere new. Like, it just hasn't worked. I wonder if that went then. I, mean, I don't, I don't he's blame He's been benched three times. Yeah. <laughs> he's been benched three times, yeah. right. Like, he knows that, like, it just point whatever fingers you want, but it hasn't worked out for Zach Wilson in New York, and he's probably better off, as is the organization, and kind of a clean start both ways, right? Yeah, I agree. And I think as and so far I wonder as if that's the comment. He I, meant more about. Like, yeah, I feel like it kind of took on a life of its own. And that's what happens when reports come out like that that are worded a certain way, but you don't know the exact detail of the situation. Yep. Yeah. But as far as this game goes, I think like Zach Wilson to me is a significant upgrade over Tim Boyle because yes. the thing with Zach is that Zach has good plays and he has really bad plays and the bad plays have outweighed the good plays. Tim Boyle just has bad plays. 
There's, there's no, no there's, there's no, there's no, no variance. Yeah, there's no nothing. upside. Like yes. watching them against the Falcons, it's like you've got no day. chance whatsoever yes. to move the ball. At least right. Zach can do stuff. Like yes. he can move around, he can throw it deep. I think just Zach has at least an arm. Yeah, he like, has an arm. Like yeah. Zach can at least right throw. It, like Tim Boyle was open last week. Man, Wilson was open a lot. The interception that Tim Boyle threw to Jesse Bates. I don't know if it's because I seen it in person, but man. Yeah, it was a. Did it make your daughter cry? Almost. Yeah. Almost, yeah. The, almost. The it past, almost made me cry. Yeah. <laughs> the past two weeks for the Jets, the offense has just been a farce. Under Zach Wilson, it's not a farce. Like, it's a real NFL offense. It's just a bad one. But right. at least it is real. <laughs> for sure. And so I think that with Brees Hall, I think just having a real quarterback again will help him a lot. And I know me and you feel differently about this, Connor, and we'll get to it in the last call, but I think the Jets are very live in this game because I think that the Texans are banged up, no tank Dell. Uh, they're banged up on the offensive line. Stroud quietly hasn't really performed. He hasn't had that many games against great defenses. And I think the Jets might have the best That's defense fair. in football. So mm-hmm. uh, I think it's going to be close enough where Brees Hall uh, will have a game script where he can run in a game where there's going to be lots of rain and wind too, which will help the run. Any, um, just while we're on the subject of the Jets, any texts from Robert Sala you'd like to share? <laughs> I am not one of the New York personalities or, uh, that gives Robert Sala what, the six-step plan of how he should fix this team. What about Fireman Ed? You got the... <laughs> <laughs> I've drank his beer. There you go. That was one of the... Cra- like, for people are not aware like there's a local radio host in new york city who just retired not retired even right where he does a podcast and he 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 claims he had a he has a he had a text exchange with robert sala and like it just and then revealed the content of the text exchange yes. and then apparently got it wrong and then had to anyway i don't know it was it, messy it was very messy it was just really that was a bad one can't imagine why nobody wants to come coach in new york really wild. yeah Robert Sala, it'll be interesting to see Robert what happens with Robert Sala. Comes, Robert Sala's a really good football coach. Uh, he He's a really at, good football coach. I mean, look at the defense, defense he built. He <laughs> yeah. came here to build the defense. <laughs> you see the defense. It's, like Jake said, it could be, you could argue it's the best I, defense. I think it's the most young defense, too. Yes. Right if now. the Jets move on to the, like, Commanders, I'd be, I'd be totally fine if Robert <laughs> Sala came to the You keep lobbying for different coaches. What? Brandon Staley. Brandon I don't want Sala. Brandon Staley. You'd rather have him than Ron Rivera, though. Oh, I thought I want. Yes, <laughs> obviously. I'm no. I, I tell you, what's dude, the line? The coaching line. Would you rather <laughs> yeah. have Arthur Smith? There we go. Or, the or, or, no. or Ron <laughs> Rivera? It's the Jeff Fisher line. Jeff the, Fisher, because Jeff, Jeff Fisher is the, line. the definition of mediocrity. Yes, yeah, so right. he's the, the Jeff, Jeff Fisher line. line. No, no. I'm saying like I think there will be a coaching change in Washington, and who do I want as my head coach in Washington? And so you know, there's been some Belichick rumors of all things, but like if Robert Sala moves on from the Jets, the, you know that there's a parting of the ways. I'd be all in on Salah for the Commanders, you know. Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson, that was the other guy. That's what I was going to say. Those are the two. I think I think Ben Johnson will be the hottest candidate. Ben Johnson and Jim Harbaugh, because I don't think he's coming back to Michigan. No. I think those will be two of the hotter NFL coaching candidates. So Zach Wilson must be starting, because the update now just says Trevor Simeon will be quarterback too. Oh, wow. Brett Rippin is the emergency fantasy quarterback. Life app release. <laughs> nice, and, look at you. Yeah, and Tim Boyle is no longer on the roster. But it could. Oh, it, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got. I told you we were it during the show. So yeah, now fantasy life app Wilson alert. Starting fantasy life app alert. Got it right there. Uh, breaking Jets quarterback Zach Wilson is back. He will start on Sunday against the Texans. That's Connor Hughes. Let's go Zach. Um, he stormed into Robert Sala's office and said, "I want yeah. the ball. Yeah. I want the ball." Yeah, Let's go. We're gonna stop talking about the I want Jets. The, I, we're gonna, we're America's gonna, gonna stop talking yes. about the Jets. People that are listening to this fantasy show are like, "How do we spend so much time on the Jets who score yes. about four That's points?" Anyway, let's 
Devin Singletary. Let's talk about Devin Singletary. Yeah, same game. Who's playing the Jets? Who, Who is, is playing, playing the Jets? Playing the Jets. <laughs> Can't, Can't get away from them. Motor Singletary right now. Uh, listen here, Barry. Comes in as RB36 for you. I think that's safe to say that is a close in this in this segment. You're not just good looks, Connor. You, have, while, you have a brain. You're yes. correct. It is, in fact, a close it out for me on Devin Singletary. A lot of concerns, right? Lack of the passing game usage. He's got one game this year with more than two receptions. He's had under 40 rushing yards in both games since Damian Pierce has returned. You see it there on your screen as well. He had an 81% snap rate in week 12, 44% last week. Pierce got all the touches inside the five-yard line. Since Damian Pierce has been back, he's averaging just 10 touches a game. And so 10 touches a game against this Jets defense. And yes, it's easier to run on the Jets than it is to pass. But still, Singletary hasn't shown a ton of explosiveness as well. It's a coin flip as to who gets the touchdown. I... My running back 36 this week in a week where there's only two teams on a bye. What is he coming for you? Yeah, I got him at 30, but I'm closing it out as well. It seems like it's just tilting back in uh, Damian Pierce's favor. We saw, we see the touches right here, 15 and nine in uh, week 13. So, like Matthew said, it's a toss up, and you don't want to, you don't even want to get into that, especially when you're going up against this Jets defense. It's on that offense now, it's crazy because it used to seem like you could start anybody on that offense. Now it's Nico Collins or Buss outside of uh, C.J. Stroud. Maybe Dalton Schultz, but Nico Collins or Buss for that Texans offense. Yep. Seems like the Jets had some shaky moments a little bit with their run defense, but Atlanta couldn't do anything on the ground against them. And Atlanta have a great run game with Bijan and Algier and that offensive line. So, yeah, closing out on Devin Singletary. Our next one here, Gus Edwards against the Rams. I mean, Jay, with Gus right now, 12 or fewer touches in three of his past four games. We've seen this offense Start to go a little bit to Keaton Mitchell. We've obviously seen them used uh, through the air as well. We've talked about with Gus, it felt like he's very touchdown reliant. How do you stand on him in terms of starting him with knowing that? Not great. I think this is Keaton Mitchell's backfield more so now, just given his talent and what he adds uh, to their just the dynamism, particularly the Mark Andrews one. They just need more explosiveness. I will say, though, that there's going to be a lot of rain, going to be a lot of wind, and you just know that Gus is going to get a couple of goal line carries. So he's touchdown dependent, but he's every chance to get in the end zone. I'm closing it out on Gus Edwards. He's my running back 34. You are absolutely correct. So you think back to week 12, last time we saw them. Uh, Keith Mitchell out snapping Edwards 32-18. to 18. In games in which he doesn't score a touchdown, that's the point is he has to mm-hmm. score. Because when, and when he does not score, he's averaging 5.5 fantasy points per game. Like he, he's not involved in the passing game at all. When he scores a touchdown, he averages over 18 fantasy points per game. So it's just a little bit of how lucky do you feel? Do you think Do you think against the Rams he falls into the end zone? Because he has three games this year, literally only three games this year with more than 62 yards from scrimmage. So it's just he's been very touchdown dependent. And with Keaton Mitchell, with Lamar, we haven't – I feel like Lamar is due for some positive touchdown regression on the ground. We haven't yeah. seen Lamar score the kind of rushing touchdowns that he normally does. So – I'm closing it out on Gus Edwards. Lawrence, uh, you're you're Mr. Baltimore. You love the Ravens. I'm, I'm, I'm going to close it out on Gus as well. He, I got him at running back 35, Matthew. Week 12 was the second time this season not leading uh, the running backs and carries. The other time was week 9 to who? Keaton Mitchell. Uh, Keaton Mitchell snapped. I feel like Keaton Mitchell would have been in a bigger role, but it's the injuries that kind of held him back. So they got to keep bringing him along slowly. But you see the snap share. Uh, for him increasing the last four weeks from 18 to 24 to 36 to 46 percent so you could see that topping out somewhere in the 50 to 60 percent range and if he's they like they have him on the field more now 
more than just, hey, we giving you the ball. Now he's on the field in every type of situation, even at the goal line as well. But you know if they get inside the five, if you're starting Gus Edwards, that's your time to shine. But you have to sweat that out. That's why I'm closing it out. We, I, we both have Keaton Mitchell ranked a little bit higher. A little bit more context on Zach Wilson. He will start the rest of the season. I'm telling you guys, we cannot escape the Jets news on this show. Yeah. Robert Sala and Zach Wilson fired starting. Up. He's fired up. He's excited to get this opportunity. Said he's the starter the rest of the season. God willing. It sounds like you. What? God willing. God, God willing. Like, what does that even mean? Like, you, is he going to start for the rest of the season or not? Because if he does, well, he, we at least know he's starting. So, start Aaron Rodgers is definitely not coming back. Sorry, Aaron. Yeah, we he, gave, we pro- I, know, I know you're a medical miracle. You've been right. working your ass up to come back. But, uh, uh, sorry, we, we promised it to Zach Great. Wilson. Great. Was that your fantasy team name in our, in our it, show? It, it started off as DPJ. Lord willing. Lord willing. Yeah, Lord willing. Because it was all about Donovan <laughs> Peoples Jones, who, yeah. where he at right now? And then once that didn't happen, I had Detroit. to change it to uh, Lamar, Lord willing. So, yeah. you know, now it's going to be Zach Wilson, Lord willing. The vision of Aaron Rodgers of practice was like an SNL skit. Like, he just drag, he's like, he can't move. Yeah. Right. Just what happens when you're four months removed from In a hoodie, just throw in. Yeah. Great showman, though, because he, yes. he had people thinking that's yes. really going to happen. Got people talking about that. Listen, in the last segment, who's eating good? We talked a lot about Geno Smith and how these running backs are hurt, Lawrence. He might have to throw more. Where does Tyler Lockett rank for you, knowing that, coming into this game? Um, Wide receiver 27, and I'm actually going to keep it open. He's actually been wide receiver 27 on a points-per-game basis uh, the last four weeks. And in those last four weeks, he's got the same amount of targets as DK Metcalf and uh, more than JSN at 16. Uh, the thing about the 49ers earlier, we talked about this. They're, the the Seahawks here, ten and a half point underdogs, and the 49ers have allowed either a touchdown or 100 receiving yards to a receiver in uh, three of their past four games. So there is there is something to be had there if the game goes how you think. But I think it'll be a little more competitive. But I, I like Lockett this week for what it's worth. You mentioned the targets, right? Eight targets in four of the past six. So you mentioned that, right? Okay, well, in when he sees eight targets, he's averaging over 17 fantasy points per game. We talked about Geno Smith being a 10.5-point underdog. The running backs are banged up. We think Geno's going to have to throw. And so if he's throwing, Tyler Lockett's obviously going to be one of the guys he throws to. Again, when he gets eight targets, he averages over 17 fantasy points per game. I'm keeping it open. I'm at wide receiver 24, slightly higher than Lawrence. Yeah, and I think his stat line against Dallas was a little bit misleading. He had an uncharacteristic drop. He could have had a better game in that one. For sure. Our next pass catcher here, Jay, Adam Thielen against the Saints. He comes in as wide receiver 29 for Barry. I actually thought Bryce Young played a little bit better last week despite Carolina losing, but we've not seen a lot for Thielen in recent weeks. No, it was more of just a functional offense. Yes. Now, they're going up against the Tampa Bay pass defense. Uh, which is uh, basically allows you to run a functional offense because it's not very good, also missing a lot of their players in that one. But I would be closing it out on Thielen reluctantly. I said last week when we talked about him that yeah. no, it was just the one game. It was just one right, bad right. game. Well, now it's two bad games. Right. And he's had yeah, 27 yeah. receiving yards over the past two weeks. And this kind of feels like the Jonathan Mingo show now, Lawrence. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I'm going to close it out on him. I have him a little... I have him a little lower than Matthew at uh, 33. He's wide receiver 41 since week eight, despite being a top seven receiver in the first seven weeks. He hasn't scored a touchdown since uh, week five. He hasn't scored. He's, God damn it. He scored in four of his God first willing. six games. Lord willing. 
And oh, since Lord. his sixth game, he haven't scored a damn touchdown. And like you said, it's the Jonathan Mingo show. He had a 32% target share in week 13. Since week eight, to your point uh, about the lack of scoring, since week eight, he's the 48th best wide receiver in fantasy football on a points-per-game basis. Nine targets the last two weeks as Frank Reich has moved on from this team and they're a slightly different uh, offensive set here playing the Saints. Normally they're bad against the slot, but I will say this. They're playing better defense since week 10. They allow the fewest fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Teams can actually run on New Orleans these days, so I think you see a lot of Chuba Hubbard. You see some Jonathan Mingo. He's my wide receiver 29 this week, Adam Thielen is, but I'm closing it out just like you guys are. Our last one here, Matthew, Deontay Johnson on the short week against the Patriots. He has four straight games with 50 or fewer yards, and guess what? It's the Maserati, what do we call him, the Mazda Mitch show, whatever you want to say about Mitch Trubisky. Mitsubishi. There we go. Mitsubishi. Either either way, Deontay Johnson hasn't had a lot of production, and now he's got Mitch Trubisky to deal with. Uh, The Patriots, for as much as they struggle on offense, they play pretty good defense since week 10. They're the number one defense in terms of scoring, in terms of fewest points allowed in NFL games, four fewer receptions each of the last four games uh, with a 44% catch rate for Deontay Johnson, again, over the last four. And so in a game in where the over-under is literally 30, um, <laughs> it's hard to get excited about Deontay Johnson here. He's just my wide receiver, 39. Uh, I... I think you're probably still starting the running backs in this game. We'll yeah. talk about this more tomorrow uh, as we preview that game because we have to. We're legally required to. But, uh, yeah, I think you're not excited about the prospects of Deontay Johnson on Thursday night. Yes. Suspect the uh, Mitch Subishi may stall out in this one. Uh, I see what I, you did there. Yes. And also, we'll see what happens with Najee Harris because he is under an injury cloud. If there's no Najee, maybe they have to throw the ball more because Jalen Warren just hasn't had a workhorse. Uh, workload in the past, mm. but uh, Mitch Trubisky is not very inspiring in this one. I have him ranked way higher than Matthews, 39 at 37. Okay. I'm closing so, it out. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Why do you, why, what, you love Deontay Johnson. <laughs> I love him. You love wide receiver he's, 37. He's, he's your new Donovan Peoples Jones. <laughs> yes, sir. In that in that 30 over under game. Let's recap. Matthews, keep it open or close it out. Rankings here. Russell Wilson at QB 11. That's an open. Brees Hall, RB 20, open. Devin Singletary and the Gus Bus, they are both a close. RB 36 for Motor, RB 34 for the Gus Bus. Tyler Lockett stays open. He's wide receiver 24 against the Niners this weekend. Adam Thielen is a close at wide receiver 29 against the Saints. Deontay Johnson on the short week against New England, wide receiver 39. That's a close. Yep. Just want to point out, by the way, one last thing to wrap up the segment. While we were all talking about Zach Wilson and the Jets, uh, backup producer Pete picked up Zach Wilson in our show league. Just so you know. We called him Zach Wilson before. I mean, I'm just, there you go, Pete. There you go. Pete, enjoy the Zach Wilson experience Yeah, in our show. Back it's a lot up, of fun. Back up producer Pete. It's when you don't have to work on the show and you can just sit there and, you know. Play the waiver wire. Play the waiver the wire. Open just, waiver wire. Yeah, just stare. <laughs> we're taking it's one more break. It's going to be Pete, apparently. When we're back, it's the last not, call. Must be nice. Find out which sides and totals we've circled for here. week 14. We each pick one. Coming up right after this. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Don't forget on DraftKings Sportsbook this season, new customers can bet $5 and pocket $150 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app and use the promo code BARRY when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. It is time for last call as we look at a little early line alert. Some of the sides and totals we're eyeing going into week 14. Jay, what do you have your eyes on? have my eyes on the Cincinnati Bengals, Connor. Uh, so going into the Monday Night Football game, the Bengals were two-and-a-half-point dogs home to the Colts. And then after Jake Browning put on his God costume, that line moved down to just one. That's not big enough of a move to me, because going from two-and-a-half to one, that is a very small move. It's not the same as going from like four to two-and-a-half through the key number of three. So I think what Browning showed, I think also just what the Bengals' skill position players showed, I think they're going to light up uh, Indianapolis, their corners who are very suspect. I think the Bengals should be favored in this game at home against the Colts. Lawrence, you always like to move the lines around a little bit. Yeah. You got an alt line for us this yes, week? Yes, sir. Look, I, I see the Ravens minus seven against the Rams, but last week the Chargers was minus three versus the Ravens. So that's interesting to me considering the Rams have been playing better football, but it is versus the Browns with Joe Flacco and the Cardinals. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to play with that line a little bit and go alt nine and a half minus nine and a half for the Ravens at plus 112. I like that. Matthew, what do you got? Fair enough. Vikings at Raiders opened at 40, and that's way too low for me. For two pretty functional offenses, two defenses that don't scare you, Vikings get Justin Jefferson back. They're both coming off the bye. They both had two weeks to prepare for this uh, this game. By the way, six road games. The game's in Las Vegas, indoors, on the turf. In six road games this season, the Vikings are averaging over 43 total points. The games that they played in, the, the, uh, the, the over on 43 is hit in six straight. So give me the over on 40 against a Raiders defense that has the third worst pass defense in the NFL over the last four months. Again, Jefferson's coming back. Dobby will be under center. I, I think 40 is too low. Yep, I agree. I think that people have a certain idea about the Vikings offense after that Bears game. But what people are missing, I think, is the Bears have a really good defense now. This yeah. isn't like the Bears right. defense from last year or even the start of this season. This is a very solid defense. So it's not actually that poor a reflection on the Minnesota offense. And also they had Justin Jefferson. Yeah, the, yeah. the addition of Montez Sweat has made a pretty big oh, difference yeah. 100%. There. And news just came in, by the way, the Vikings are officially sticking with Josh Dobbs, the quarterback Dobby. as expected. Dobby. Dobby, Dobby rides Dobby. on. 
Don't be. Jay, I know you tried to talk me out of this one, but I'm going with Texans <laughs> minus five and a half against the Jets. They have a high-powered offense. Even if they're, they struggle against the Jets' defense, what do they got to get to? 14, 17 to cover in this. <laughs> You're too I, I mean, I watch the Jets every broken. single week. They cannot score a touchdown, literally cannot score a touchdown. We'll see if Zach Wilson gives them a spark, but how many games did he have to do that and couldn't do it? So Texans minus five and a half Dang. is where I'm at. Fair uh, enough. So Very quickly, uh, before we go off air, um, Quick alert that came in over the commercial break. Isaiah Pacheco missing practice today with a shoulder contusion. Uh, they're checking out, but just for, you know, who knows, but I grabbed Clyde edwards Lair in a couple leagues just in case. Let's see what happens because if he were to miss it, McKinnon would still be – we don't know if McKinnon's coming back. Yeah. He's missed the last two, but edwards Lair would be the guy that would get the majority of the between-the-tackles work, I think, for the Chiefs, regardless of McKinnon's availability if Pacheco were to miss. Something to watch. We'll talk yeah. more about that tomorrow. It is closing time, which means you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Damn it. you got to go somewhere else for Jay, for Lawrence, for Connor, for Roto-Pat. <laughs> For Zach Wilson, who's on Backup Producer Pete's team, I'm Matthew. Peace out. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.